BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Gina, and welcome to Primetime. You may have been under the incorrect assumption that it was generally accepted that high taxes are bad for an economy, but Democrats still haven't apparently learned that. Bloomberg News is reporting today that Joe Biden is planning the first major tax increases since 1993. But don't worry, sources with knowledge of the plan say that only high income earners and big corporations will see their tax rates increased. Of course, corporations just end up passing their increased tax costs on to consumers, so don't be fooled. This magic tax hike that is supposed to only take from the rich will end up coming out of your pocket because that's how it always happens, regardless of what they say. The Grammys were last night, and if you didn't watch, you're not alone. The music awards show only got about 7.89 million viewers last night on CBS, and maybe that doesn't sound like such a bad number until you compare it with last year. In the 2020, the show, uh, back in 2020, the show had 16.54 million viewers, so it's fallen by uh, more than half, actually. And if you could do quick math, um, you figured that out already. Now, maybe viewers were tired of getting political lectures. Do they ever think of that? I, you have to wonder at a certain point if people are just tired of watching the constant politics. But maybe another explanation is that viewers were tuned in to our special, Been at the Border, last night on Real America's Voice. I have to tell you, it was amazing. And Ben Burkwam is up a little later in the show with some more great footage from the border that you have just got to see. Nobody's covering it like him, and we are so proud of him. Excited to have him back tonight. All right, now we have a fake news alert. Earlier this year, the Washington Post published this story about President Trump obstructing Joseph Justice and pressuring investigators in Georgia to become a national hero, finding votes and changing the winner of the state presidential, that, that state's presidential election. But two months later, we have now come to find out the whole thing was fake news. Remember the pearl clutching from all the initial reporting on this story? Well, an audio recording of the call was just released by the Georgia Secretary of State's office and the Washington Post had to retract all of the allegations against Trump in their story. Now, at the top of that Washington Post story, we now see a big correction that says President Trump was actually misquoted and the reporting in that story didn't take place. But it would have been nice if the Georgia Secretary of State could have released the audio of that call months ago when it could have had some real impact. But now we get to the real news. As always, let's head out to America, to our hosts and our correspondents around the country. We start with Sophie Mann in our Washington, D.C. studio. Sophie, go ahead. 
Hey, Dr. G. So right now, um, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas is calling for a meeting with the Commandant of the United States Marine Corps following a slew of uh, tweets, incendiary tweets that came from an official Marine Corps Twitter this past week targeted at Fox News host Tucker Carlson after he did a segment on his show last week um, criticizing the idea of pregnant women fighting on the front lines of the United States Armed Forces. So in a tweet that has since been deleted, but is also uh, one of several that the account set out, um, the, the United States Marine Corps tweeted out an image of a female troop carrying a male soldier and captioned it by saying, get right before you get left, boomer. And that was directed at Carlson. Uh, Cruz is obviously not pleased with the politicization of the United States Marine Corps and has uh, written an open letter to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin calling for a meeting with the um, with the, the people in charge of the people who are tweeting out messages like this. On Sunday, the uh, Marine Corps actually apologized for their language. They said, we're human, we messed up. Uh, what was intended to be a tweet in support of our female Marines and sisters serving in uniform was clearly not aligned with our standard practices or an appropriate representation of the Marine Corps we will do better and serve the people. Is that apology sufficient? We will see. Uh, Ted Cruz is, you know, asking for this meeting, and I'm, I'm certain he will keep the United States people updated, if not via Twitter, then somehow else. All right. Thank you so much, Sophie. Now let's head out to Denver, where Jessica Rivera was not able to make it into the RAV headquarters today because of the huge snowstorms there. Jessica, tell us all about it. Dr. Gina, as you can see, I am not in the Denver studios today. Obviously, we got a little snow here in Denver. Uh, this is actually one of the largest snowstorms in Denver weather history. NWS, National Weather Service, is saying it's the fourth largest, and they are saying it's officially 27.1 inches, and they're taking that measurement from our airport, Denver International, DIA. I'm going to measure for you just to see how much we got. We're actually here in the Castle Rock. Parker location, which is considered the Palmer Divide of Colorado, so we're a little higher in elevation. Uh, but cities like Conifer that are much higher uh, got 35 inches. And then we're going to check this out to see exactly what we have. And it looks like it's about exactly 12 inches. Uh, but like I said, it varies from location to location depending on the altitude. And many people in the area, locals, they dealt with power outages. Thousands of people had power outages. Uh, they saw air, uh, the airport had to cancel flights and many people have cars still stuck out on the roads because obviously with this kind of snow and much of the blowing because of the high winds, uh, lots of people had their vehicles stranded or they do have them stranded because roads ended up closing. Uh, AAA even put out a post saying that their vehicles which are very much made for this kind of weather, we're even getting stuck. So uh, it was no wonder that a lot of the roads ended up closing. Pretty much everything's starting to open up again. But like I said, we have our work cut out for us here. Looks like a lot of digging we're gonna have to do. Uh, so with that, I will hopefully see you back tomorrow in the Denver studios. I'm gonna send it back to you in uh, sunny Florida. 
That's hard to believe here in Florida where the weather is absolutely so perfect it's almost boring. Just sunny and uh, beautiful day after day in the in the low 70s and uh, it's hard to believe you have all that snow there. But stay, stay safe and stay warm, Jessica. Now out to Amanda Head in Los Angeles, California. Amanda, you have a Newsom recall update I'm hearing and it looks like a new poll says that the recall effort might not succeed. This is interesting because I have been hearing this from Rick Grinnell is the one person who kept warning me this could be a problem. Tell us about it. Yeah, so you and I both spoke to Rick Grinnell at CPAC, and he indicated that a major concern for those who do want to recall Gavin Newsom is, you know, depleted support among many candidates. I think you and I have spoken about this on air as well, that the last time this happened with Gray Davis in the early 2000s, there were, I think, 135 people on the ballot, so obviously you're spreading the vote very, very thin uh, with respect to Democrats in the state who are probably going to solidly stand behind Gavin Newsom. Now, here's how the numbers break down. 38% of those polled said that they do support the recall, but 42% said they do not support. However, 18.9% said that they are undecided. So. That is why I'm continuing to push the message. I have talked about this till I'm blue in the, in the face. You look at you know a, a tale of two states, your state where you are and my state where I am, Florida versus California. They are virtually dead even when it comes to case count per 100,000 people. And a lot of liberals here in California say, oh, well, you know, Florida is so spread out. They shouldn't have as many numbers as we do. Well, that's actually not true. According to the most recent census numbers and Wikipedia, because I ran the raw numbers myself, California has 251 residents per square mile. Florida has 378. So actually, Florida's numbers should be higher, especially when you consider that the median age in Florida is 10 years older and they have a much larger 65 and older population, which would tend to make them more susceptible if the science of the left was right. Mm -hmm. So I'm continuing to push this message to get people to get Gavin Newsom out of here. Well, it sounds like uh, you have an uphill battle. It's amazing to me how not only do the Democrats not seem to think they need to be accountable to the people, but it seems like a lot of times the people just don't hold them accountable, and it's, it's nope. mind-boggling to me. Yep, indeed. And, and that's the problem, Gina. If they, if they received any type of repercussions for, you know, some of these policies or, or, you know, anything over the course of their life, even if it's in their personal life, if they, if they receive some type of pushback or repercussions for that, then they probably wouldn't do these things. But you're right. People don't hold them accountable. And that happens on the right as well. We all need to hold people accountable. The folks who we voted in office, we need to expect of them what we voted for them for. I had really hoped, Amanda... Uh, after President Trump that both parties would hold folks accountable like because of the promises made promises kept I really thought that might change things. It's interesting that maybe yeah. it hasn't but uh, anyway, thank you so much Amanda We appreciate it. Thank you. Dr. Gina Coming up Ben Burkwam is here with more footage from his Amazing border special that aired over the weekend. I hope you caught it angel mom Marianne Mendoza has some words for Joe Biden and his open border policy, don't miss it. And we've got Laura Trump coming up on the show. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stay with us. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? 
good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, our Ben on the Border special ran this weekend, and it was amazing and terrifying all at the same time and heartbreaking to see what's actually happening on our southern border. And Ben Burkwam is back with us now. Ben, great to see you. Great job on the special. Um, I know you've had rave reviews. Um, what surprised you the most about the reaction to your special? Well, uh, you know, really it's the, the fact that so many people haven't seen anything like what we're showing. And it's the saddest part to me is that it's everywhere you go. I mean, really all you have to do is go down to the border, take a camera, and everything that I shot, you can see for yourself. Um, I'm actually about to post a video that uh, shows some of the, you know, some of the, the worst parts, the, uh, the condoms and the lube and some of the things that we're finding um, that are just tragic. You know what's going on. We all know what's going on. Border Patrol is telling us what's going on. And you still have the same people, these leftists in America, uh, Democrats in America who are saying that uh, this is fine. This is OK. In fact, they're blaming President Trump and his administration for, you know, these these unaccompanied minors, these children that are coming up with grown men that aren't their fathers. And it's just it's despicable. But, uh, you know, the, the, the best to me is to get the information out there. And I'm honored to be able to do it. We're working on our next episode. Uh, I believe the, say, this first episode is going to be re-airing again this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, for those that missed it. Uh, and, and if you watched it once, you're going to need to watch it again because there's details. I watch it and I, you know, I, get, I, I see new things that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is absolutely true. It's, it's astonishing to me that, you know, we have uh, little girls being raped, that we have women being abused, that we have human beings being tortured, trafficked, um, and we have drugs coming pouring across our border, and yet uh, this administration refuses to even refer to it as a crisis. Um, ben, and, and you know what else is amazing to me is that, you know, what you said that, you know, nobody else is showing this. But it maybe shouldn't surprise us, perhaps, Ben, because journalism is really so lost on whatever it is that we call news anymore that, you know, lifting a fig finger to investigate a story seems to be way beyond what news media are even willing to do anymore outside of our network and few others. Um, it shouldn't surprise us that going to a border area that not only is dangerous but uncomfortable, smelly, um, and it just is, I've been there many times, um, and hot, and some of those other things. Um, it shouldn't surprise us that not that many people want to get their fingers quite that dirty, Ben. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that part of it. I, it's disappointing to me because as a journalist, as an investigative reporter, as a guy who uh, is always seeking adventure and risk and, and wants to be relevant and you know, have a purpose in my life, I think, well, what the heck are the other journalists doing, so-called journalists doing? This is the place you have to be. You have to go to those places. Uh, otherwise, what are you doing? I mean, you're just wasting your time. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it really goes more to they don't want to talk about it because it doesn't fit the, the agenda. It doesn't fit the narrative. It's just like Joe Biden and his ties to China uh, and, and basically being sold out 
to the CCP and all of this that we're starting to find out, if it goes against that, or, or uh, uh, Cuomo in New York, having people die in nursing homes and cover it up, and then the Me Too, six allegations against him, well, hashtag believe all women until it's a Democrat. If it doesn't fit their agenda, they don't talk about it. And it's really a shame, but it really gives us an opportunity to, to show what's really happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's watch a little bit of your special that aired last night. It was most powerful when you spoke to a Mexican man in Tijuana about what he thinks of the United States of America. Listen. It's a Mexican citizen looking at this beautiful scenario right now of Imperial Beach and that tourist, you know, vessel right there. You know, sometimes you come over here and you actually appreciate all the things in life, really. Uh, and under the administration of Donald Trump, I got the second opportunity for, to cross again to the United States of America, and I'm so appreciative of that. And when you see this beautiful view with the Coronado Bridge all the way to the back, and you see, you know, all those beautiful houses and the beautiful scenario, you actually get to think as a Mexican citizen why United States citizens and, and young kids in the United States want socialism and communism. They don't even know and they don't even realize and they don't even appreciate what they have right now that is ultimately one of the things that have been taken over from us since we were born that is freedom. The United States citizens have that and they don't value that. And until they start suffering from that, they will actually one day be standing on this side and they will be looking at another country and be looking, that is beautiful over there, I want that. And guess what, you had it. You're going to think about that and you're going to say, I had it and I don't have it anymore. So appreciate this moment and appreciate your land, appreciate your freedom, appreciate your flag, appreciate your constitution, appreciate that you have a country that is providing this beautiful life for you. Don't ruin it. Ben, what is your reaction to that? That's uh, powerful. It's powerful. I mean, I was standing there with him looking into America and you just think what a beautiful country we have. And, and, and we're throwing it away. We're throwing it away. But thankfully, uh, people are waking up and even people in Mexico and Central America and around the world are realizing the, the blessing that is America. And uh, even with all the fraud and everything else that we're battling in America, I believe people are finally waking up and we are going to take this country back and good is going to prevail. I believe that. We already know the, the, the last chapter in the book. We know that outside of this world, you know, our heavenly, uh, uh, our, our, our home in heaven awaits. But even in this world, I believe that there is a time that's coming. We're going to have a rebirth. There is a remnant that is rising in this country. And it's part of what we're doing here at Real America's Voice News. It's part of this grassroots movement to, to share the truth with the people and meet amazing people like Oscar Blue and Tijuana along the way. Very special, really, really. Thank you so much for all of your hard work on this, Ben, and thanks for coming back on the show and telling us more about it. It's, a, it's an absolute honor. Stay tuned for what's next. Stay tuned, it's gonna be Absolutely. crazy. Absolutely, we'll be re-airing this show this coming weekend for anybody who missed it, and we will be, of course, having Ben back on this show every single time he has more information for us. And so you won't want to miss it. Now, it is clear that Joe Biden is hell-bent on the destruction of the U.S. as we know it by throwing open our borders and a lot of other destructive policies, and it's putting us all in danger. But one woman who knows that all too well is Marianne Mendoza. She is an angel mom who lost her son, Sergeant Brandon Mendoza, when he was hit by a drunk-driving illegal alien who had uh, previously been in trouble with the law here in the United States, but he was never deported. Marianne Mendoza is with us now. Marianne, welcome back to the show. Good to have you. 
Good to see you, Gina. Thank you. Marianne, it seems like pleas are falling on deaf ears in the Biden administration. The border crisis is as bad as it has ever been, uh, perhaps worse. And um, I think it's, 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 it's sad and it's hard for all of us to watch. It's, it's hard to hear the words of a, of, a, of a Mexican citizen telling us you should appreciate that you know that you have freedom and you shouldn't let your country fall to socialism or one day you'll be standing where I am looking over the hillside uh, wishing that you had your freedom back that you're just relinquishing right now um, that's hard for any of us to hear but the cost to you is excruciatingly personal especially and not even just because you lost your son Marianne but because you fought alongside the Trump administration for four years tirelessly um, and accomplished so much. To watch this all be taken for granted has to be just exceedingly painful. It is, Gina. And, you know, I put a press release out from Angel Families um, on Friday and really going back to the grassroots of the founding of our country and citing a lot of uh, excerpts out of our Declaration of Independence and how this administration is completely decimating um, everything in that Declaration of Independence and aiding and abetting a foreign invasion of our country and completely putting aside the human element of the lives of those people coming at the encouragement of this administration and being put in the hands of the cartel the cartel is so sophisticated, you know, with this wristband system that they have and the database that they have, they are more in control of this than the United States government is under Joe Biden. And, you know, when you hear the DHS um, Mayorkas talk about bringing FEMA in, um, they refuse to call it a crisis, yet they want FEMA to come in and clean up their mess and cover up their crimes or what they're committing. There are more children being held by the Biden administration than were ever being held by the Trump administration. Where are all of these people who were screaming and yelling about these children? Where are they? There are more children being abused now under this liberal umbrella of we care about everybody and, and, and President Trump is such a monster. We're, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding of what is happening. And Americans, I, I'm so thankful to Ben to being down at the border and bringing this awareness to the American people. Yeah, and, and I think so many of us feel that way because at least maybe he's waking up some people who just didn't realize what was happening. Uh, you know, there are so many Americans out there who do love their country and want to help however they can. Um, and, you know, you have this great organization, angelfamilies.org. How can families be helpful to you and in, in what you're building right now since we all do feel pretty helpless on the national level right now? It feels like everything that you and the president accomplished, President Trump accomplished, is, is just being undone at, at, a, at a breakneck pace. It's sickening to me that Americans didn't realize how pro-America and America first our, our wonderful President Trump was. It sickens me that they were just so hateful and let their hate override everything positive that this man was doing for our country. But, you know, angelfamilies.org can always accept donations. It keeps me on the move and keeps me able to get to D.C. and testify when I need it or just be there and be able to talk to legislators. However, the most important thing that people can do right now, Gina, is get involved on the local level. Get involved, you know, make sure with your city council, run for city council, run for mayor, run for school board, um, you know, get involved because there is so much darkness 
being brought across, across this country in so many insidious ways in us, you know, the city council and through city ordinances. We just had a terrible thing passed here in, in Mesa that we're fighting and getting signatures for the curriculum that they're bringing into our schools. One of the first things Biden did was get rid of the 1776 project and they're, they are just so bent on getting the 1619 project in our schools. Our children and our grandchildren and our country is being decimated by these people. And this dark winter that, that Biden talked about coming upon us, you know, regarding COVID, it's actually a dark four years because of what he's doing to completely destroy this country. And Americans are more patriotic than they understand. And I am just looking at so many patriotic people stepping up. We had a meeting at my house yesterday to encourage people to become precinct committee men to help clean up the Republican Party. And we, everybody has to do their part. You can't sit behind a screen and complain on Facebook or Twitter and complain. You have to get up and you have to do something in your communities. Now, now is the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think people feel like, you know, they don't have a way to fight. They want to run on the local level, but then they feel like, well, what if my votes don't count? Um, and I just want to reassure people that all of those recourses are coming their way because there are a lot of different groups working on things. I myself am privy to a lot of them, um, you know, just being blessed living here in Palm Beach. I hear a lot of the things that are that are sort of being born. Um, and, and that is exciting. So there is a lot, a lot coming at people. And I think people need to not be afraid to step out and be ready to fight, like you're saying, and be ready to uh, run for municipal office or run on the local levels. Um, how do you feel um, in terms of momentum and talking to people who have always been in this fight with you? Do you feel like people are ready to mount and go back in there for 2022? What are you hearing on the ground from your Angel Mom organization people? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I get positive things all the time. People understand the trouble that our country is in right now under the leadership that we are under. And the meeting that I had yesterday, the group of people that I had here were just so fired up. And um, I'm encouraging people to have those sorts of meetings. Become precinct committee men because you're able to get the people who are running in your state, have them at a home or at a church meeting and let the people meet them let these, these candidates talk to people about what their vision is and how they're going to come in and help correct things. 2022 election is going to be very important right now because we've got to get the right people in place. We have to take back the House. We have to take back the Senate. We have to stop this madness that is happening. Um, you know, There's going to be a lot of damage before the 2022 elections, especially with what's happening at the border. But what's happening at the border affects our economy, affects our jobs, affects the recovery of this country. Um, we have, you know, taxation without representation going on in D.C. They are just willy-nilly signing all kinds of bills. And ultimately, the American taxpayers who is responsible for those bills. And we are no longer the ATM that has an unlimited amount of cash. We've got to stop these people in their tracks. Marianne Mendoza, thank you so much for all you do. We appreciate you and appreciate you coming back on the show and updating us. Keep us posted. Thank you, Gina. Coming up, the cancel mob coming for a woman who held her charity event at the President Trump's at President Trump's club, Mar-a-Lago. That woman is Laurie Simmons. She's up next with Laura Trump also to tell us what happened. You won't want to miss it. That's next right here on Dr. Gina Primetime.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now the cancel mob, they're at it again. So you know what that means. It means it's time for another cancel culture segment. Big Dog Ranch Rescue down here in Palm Beach County, Florida is under fire from the leftist cancel mob. That organization rescues dogs from all over the world and finds them families where they can be loved. And it just so happens that's where I adopted my big, beautiful love named Olaf that you will see plastered all across my social media. He's the sweetest puppy and uh, such a blessing to our home and our life. But the cancel mob is coming after the charity where I got this big blob of love. So what horrible offense have they committed, you might ask? Well, they held a fundraising event at President Trump's club, Mar-a-Lago. The ominous headline from the Huffington Post reads like this. Dog rescue charity linked to Lara Trump funneling money into Donald Trump's pocket. Here with me now, the president and founder of Big Dog Ranch Rescue, Lori Simmons, and a good friend of that charity and an advocate for all things animal-loving, Lara Trump. Thank you so much to both of you for being here. Um, Lori, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, you know, I know your love for animals. I know your heart. You've been holding this event at Mar-a-Lago for years since before Lara Trump was even part of it. Um, I've been a huge admirer of your work bringing animals from China, bringing animals from really all over the world, whether it's a hurricane uh, or whatever, um, you know, whatever natural event is happening around the country. You are on it immediately going there to get the animals. Now your organization's being targeted with all sorts of smears trying to cancel you. Tell us. I'm just so angry that they have tried to turn a good thing. Us saving dogs. 47,000 lives have been saved so far at Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And we rely on donations. Actually, the truth is, it's the amount of dollars raised equals the amount of lives saved. And, you know, for them to take something wonderful that we do as a rescue, all of the good work we do, and target myself and the ranch and Laura for trying to save animals is just mind blowing. I don't know what kind of people could even, I don't know how they sleep at night knowing that their lives have cost lives. Yeah. Laura, President Trump said it so many times over the past few years, if he had come out against a border wall, the left would have been for it. And now it looks like the left is ready to come out against dog rescue and adoption simply because an event was held at Mar-a-Lago. Events have to be held someplace. And Mar-a-Lago is a premier place where a lot of events are held uh, around our community here in 
uh, Palm Beach County. Uh, and so it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever that Americans should just not be free to take part in wonderful, uplifting community events like this one that are, go about the business of saving children or saving animals or whatever the event might be without the cancel culture coming after their heads for it. Yeah, it, it's so disgusting, Dr. Gina. Thank you for having us on because more people need to hear about this story. Let me tell you something. I have never received a single penny from Big Dog Ranch. In fact, I've donated a lot of my own money, thousands of dollars of my own money to the organization because they're the best at what they do. They have been having their event at Mar-a-Lago before I even knew they existed, um, before Donald Trump became president. But I think what you're seeing is the, the hysteria and the hatred for Donald Trump. He's out of office. My gosh, you thought that they were going to just leave him alone. They got what they wanted, ultimately, we all thought, which was Donald Trump being out of office. But now anything that is associated with a Trump, they try and ruin. You heard Lori Simmons just say it. 47,000 dogs have been saved by this organization since 2008. That is incredible. Their expense ratio is incredibly low, one of the lowest of any charity in the country. Um, and, and for them to be targeted the way that they have, because I was an honorary chair, I have nothing to do with the decision making in terms of where they have an event. The headline from the Huffington Post is absolutely ridiculous, is absolutely shameful. They want to cost the lives of thousands of dogs because they hate Donald Trump so much. You know what, Gina? They did the same thing to my husband's charity. The Eric Trump Foundation was started when Eric was 22 years old. He started a foundation that donated 100% of the proceeds to St. Jude Children's Hospital. And because they hated Donald Trump so much when he became president, they essentially told us we could not serve on the board of a charity my husband started because we might take but we might give political favors in turn for donations. It is outrageous, it's terrible, but I wanna say thank you to Lori and Big Dog because in the face of all this hate, they have not for one second flinched, they have not backed down. Nobody did anything wrong. All we did was raise a ton of money that's going to a great cause and is going to save the lives of thousands of dogs. So kudos to Big Dog, kudos to Lori. Thank you guys for standing up against the cancel culture. Yeah, and you make a great point, Laura, because not everybody does fight back, but that's exactly what you have to do. The minute we contacted Laurie and said, what do you want to do? She said, I want to fight back. This is ridiculous. This is about saving dogs. That's all this is. And this should be something that brings both sides, all sides, whatever, political. This has nothing to do with politics. This should bring all people together, just like St. Jude should bring all people together. What brings people together if it's not kids with cancer and wanting to save them or wanting to save dogs? Um, who are innocent from being, uh, you know, lives of torture. I just, for the life of me, I can't understand why this is not the most uniting, non-controversial thing uh, that we could possibly do. But, Lori, I want to show a little bit of the video that we were shown at the event this weekend that shows why it is that you fight so hard to save these dogs. Let's listen. Many ask me, why China? Why go rescue dogs all the way across the other side of the world? Because the abuse and the torture these dogs received, how can you not help? The depth of pain and torture is still so widely accepted and it's unimaginable what these dogs endure. They are tortured, they're beaten, 
skinned alive, some even put into boiling pots of water, all to be butchered for human consumption. The horrific images and horrible videos we have been sent by our rescue partners in China who are witnessing firsthand make this reality too gruesome to deny our help. And to see them arrive at Big Dog Ranch and be treated by our medical facility, loved by our staff, and actually have a place to run and stretch their legs. And the best part of it all is to see them walk out our doors healthy and happy and into the arms of a loving family. Now, we didn't have time to watch all of this, but uh, by the time that video was done playing, there wasn't a dry eye in the entire place. And that's all you want to do, Lori, is save more dogs, right? And yet, and yet, you have an attack from these people trying to make it so you can't do it. It doesn't make any sense to me that anyone would want to stop you from doing this. It doesn't make any sense to me either, Gina. I have given literally millions of dollars of my own money and 14 years of my time over 80 hours a week, never taken a penny. I don't get paid. I do all this for free and I do it for one reason, to make a difference in these dogs, to let them live and have a chance of being loved. And, you know, for these people to spread these horrible lies, I mean, their numbers are not even close to right. They said, I've spent $2 million at Trump properties. We have events everywhere. And a lot of our events are at Trump properties, but we didn't spend $2 million. The truth is just a little over 900,000 in 13 years. And that was 14 events, golf tournaments, galas, luncheons and you know we're thankful that the trump properties give us great service they give us a great venue their venues are actually the only venue that we could have our big luncheon because it's so multifaceted it has the shopping around the pool and then the silent auction and the small ballroom and a runway for our dog and people fashion show with normally 700 people in the room at one time this year and last year we had to split it to two because of covid rules but they give us a great very reasonable rate and you know honestly i'd be surprised with all the setup for all of that that they make any money and for this fake news the huffington post to put this horrible spin on it and right all this yeah, and, and I think it's important. I think it's important to note um, your expenses are less than eight cents per dollar, which is extraordinarily low. I've worked with a lot of different charities and foundations. Um, that's extremely commendable, no matter how you slice it. And and I also think it's really important to point out, Lara, that um, under President Trump. Um, there was a moment of bipartisanship where you worked with Democrats and Republicans and came together to form the first true anti-cruelty legislation. I want you to tell us about those better times because I would hope that we can get back to a time where this is not a partisan issue at all, the love of animals. 
Well, you're right. It shouldn't be. It should be a uniting factor, actually. Uh, the PACT Act, Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture Act, was signed into law by President Donald Trump. It makes um, animal cruelty and abuse a federal offense, a federal crime, um, which carries a lot more weight, obviously. And it's the first time that we've seen something like that happen. It happened under this president, but the bill was put forward by two uh, Florida congressmen. One happened to be a Republican and one happened to be a Democrat. And gosh, I would hope that that's how we could operate when it's a good cause, when it's something that's positive, instead of trying to cancel it because you don't like the people who are championing it, let's let's all come together for a good cause. That is, that's, I mean, that's ultimately what we all wanna see happen. Um, obviously, I, I was really proud to, to play a very small role in that, um, but you know what? I, I hope that people remember that, and I hope that people realize that write these articles, because Gina, you know how it works. There's one article out there written, and then all the other outlets take from that article. They don't fact check. They don't call anybody. They don't make sure that, that the source has anything accurate. They just spread it out there, and, and honestly, for someone like Lori, who's dedicated so much of her life to rescuing animals. For somebody like me, that has always been a part of, of animal rescue. Anyone who knows me knows I'm the person that pulls over on the side of the road. If I see an animal in distress or if I'm not sure that somebody is with an animal somewhere, it is, it's been my life. And so I would hope that these people who write the article have the good sense to say, you know what, what I did was wrong. What I did will hurt animals and will hurt dogs uh, ultimately. And I hope that they correct what they did because it is absolutely shameful to see. We want bipartisanship. We want everyone to come together, to your point, for the dogs. And how about a big pat on the back for President Trump uh, for the legislation, but also for showing up both days to support the animals <laughs> when he had a million other places he could be. Uh, I think it's commendable, and I think that it's something that uh, America should be applauding and, and is saying, you know, hey, this is something we can all come together on at a time where there is so much division. This is something we should be united on and, and feeling good about doing and trying to put our efforts toward doing a lot more of it rather than uh, tearing down. Lori Simmons and Laura Trump, Thank you for all you're doing to try to make the world a better place. And I, for one, am on board, and I know our audience is as well. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much, Gina. Thank you for having us. And a special thanks also to all of the amazing volunteers and the board who did a great job at Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And also I want to thank the great staff and uh, whole crew at Mar-a-Lago who did a phenomenal job putting on a two-day event. It was no small undertaking. Go to BDRR.org, BDRR.org to help Big Dog Ranch Rescue if you'd like to, BDRR.org. And thank you all so much. Coming up. We have the meme of the day and a doctor's orders that you will not want to miss. That's next right here on Dr. Gina Primetime. Stick around. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, I know you didn't watch the Grammys last night because the ratings were terrible, and I just know you weren't in that audience. And my next guest, he didn't watch them either. He is New York City radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. Kevin, are you surprised the Grammys lost half of their viewers since 2020? 
Well, when you keep doing the kinds of things that they're doing in their broadcasts, and they're kind of stupid because not only do they do them, but then everybody posts them all over social media. And so, like, decent, honorable, uh, family-oriented people are going to be like, no way I'm letting my family near that. Uh, and last night was no exception. So from what I understand, outside of maybe a, uh, a trio medley from Taylor Swift, there really wasn't anything for the Heartland to, to even mildly embrace, much less enjoy. So, yeah, it's, uh, they exactly. kind of get what they, uh, what they have coming. While they're, while they're banning cartoons. Anyway, all right, now it is time for our oh, meme don't of the me day. Oh, on that. Dr. Seuss, oh, I... Pepe Le Pew, they've got to go. But you can have Megan the Stallion. I don't know why some woman wants to be called a stallion doing obscene things on stage with other people. Forget it. Crazy. All right, meme of the day. Here we go. We see a tourist asking the Statue of Liberty where she's going. The Statue of Liberty replies, I don't know, maybe Florida. They still like freedom there. And it's true. New York City, no longer the hub of freedom for the Western world, controlled by a dictator governor and all the rest. And Kevin, 30 seconds. Well, we've got to we've got to get uh, Cuomo out of office. We've got to get good people uh, elected to mayor and governor, and then we might have a chance to see freedom once again be rekindled in the greatest city in uh, in in the greatest country. Yes. Uh, we we've just got a lot of work to do, and we've got to get it done. Yes, thanks, Kevin. Now it's time for doctor's orders. I remember for a short time in 2017, during Trump's first few weeks in office, when I imagined a time in the near future when all of us patriots could take a well-deserved rest. I could see us relishing freedom that we'd restored as we watched the socialists lie down in defeat, realizing that freedom won and their evil plans to destroy America had failed. But it quickly snapped back into reality as those who hate freedom and despise America fought back harder than ever. The left had no intention of laying down when they were defeated at the ballot box. You see, elections didn't really matter to them. They run the bureaucracy. Some call it the deep state. Doesn't matter what you call it, but they control it. For quite a while now, our elected representatives have been handing over power little by little over to unelected bureaucrats. They've created government agencies that would be too long to list in an entire hour-long show. But that's true. Imagine that. There are only 537 federal elected politicians, 435 members of Congress, 100 senators, and a president and a vice president. But there are 1,870,000 federal employees. Not all of them have dominion over our lives, but tens of thousands of them are making decisions every day that influence our daily lives. Our elected officials have handed over the power that we, the people, gave to them. So let's go back to where I started. My fantasy of defeating the left and riding off into the sunset, it probably wasn't ever realistic. Ronald Reagan always said that freedom is a fragile thing and it's never more than one generation away from extinction. It's not ours by way of inheritance, he reminded. It must be fought for and defended constantly by each generation, for it comes only once to a people. And those in world history who have known freedom and then have lost it, never know it again. There will always be evil people in this world who crave power and seek it by any means. But I think a lot of patriots out there thought that once Trump was elected, that we would finally get a rest from the daily struggle just to hold on to that freedom. 
It can be exhausting and stressful. I get it. And we here in the U.S. hold a great burden. We are literally the most free people living in the most free country in human history ever. That is no small burden. And when we see freedom being ripped away from us just to satisfy the cravings of a power-hungry elite, it is terrifying and it is enraging. But just remember Reagan's quote, freedom is always near extinction and the fight continues through the generations. There isn't ever one president or one leader who will arise who will completely defeat the anti-freedom left. And I think we thought that for a moment. The struggle, though, is a lifelong struggle. Your kids and grandkids and great-grandchildren will pick up where you left off and they will fight for their entire lives. But don't let that be a discouragement. Just recognize that with great privilege comes great burden and great responsibility. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. So pace yourselves. Some days will be good and some days will be bad. But we are in it for the long haul and we're in it together as patriots. And that's your doctor's orders for tonight. Thanks for joining me tonight and thank you to everyone here at your new home for real news. RAV TV, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B is up next with Damon and the crew. Hug your children, love your God, you go boldly now and live the truth. Good night, everybody. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.